Welcome to Shorts by Peeps Creek, where every hump Wednesday we bring you stories about crime, love, triumph, and adversity. I'm your host and author, Basaksa Harp. We call our episodes Shorts, short for short story. And all of the shorts you hear on this podcast are fictional. That is, the names, characters, places, and events are the pure product of the author's imagination. Any resemblance to an actual person, dead or alive, or actual events are purely coincidental. The short you're about to hear discusses sex, sexuality, and contains adult language that may be sensitive to some. Listener discretion is advised. Now let's get to the short, entitled, It's Complicated. You are now entering into Chapter 1, The State of Brokenness. Broken. Brokenness. Depending on the situation, it could be a positive thing, such as breaking in a stubborn horse. Of course, taming that stubborn horse is a triumphant occasion for the horse trainer. But to be broken due to heartbreak is not triumphant at all. Instead, it's only a feeling of defeat, a feeling of pity, a feeling of hopelessness, a feeling of despair. Feeling dismayed and cheated, Dietrich just sat on his bed shaking his head, his chest pumping heavy and feeling tight. But not that heartburn type of tightening of the chest because you ate too fast. No, not at all. It was more that I'm feeling alone and unwanted type of tightening of the chest. That kind of tightening of the chest that is not relieved even when you stretch your chest as wide as you can. None of that would fix it. Dietrich was heartbroken, simply broken. He was in the state of brokenness. Dietrich is an accomplished journalist. He has always been the type of individual who believes that he can solve all his problems logically. For Pete's sakes, he has a master's degree from NYU in psychology. Surely he can solve this strange, empty feeling he was currently feeling. On this day, while sitting on his bed, he pulled out his phone, opened the Merriam-Webster app, typed in the word broken in the search box, and hit enter. Staring directly at Dietrich were the following definitions. Violently separated in parts to be shattered. Dietrich only shook his head and said, fucking bitch. That's me. Who the fuck is this Merriam-Webster bitch anyway? Dietrich continued reading, to be damaged, such as not working properly, to be violated by transgression. Dietrich thought to himself, ain't that the fucking truth? He continued reading, to be made weak. Dietrich simply sighed and said, why the fuck did I ever fall in love anyway? Or should I say be cheated into believing that we were in love? He read the last definition and it expanded as if it was spinning off the dimension of his phone to be banked grub. Tossing the phone on his bed, Dietrich mumbled, now ain't this a bitch? He started escalating his voice in a rather contrived manner as if he was speaking to the writer of the dictionary in a heated discussion. Fuck you, Marion Webster, for making me feel like shit. Putting my fucking feelings in words right before my fucking eyes. Making me appear weak, like I'm some little bitch on the street. This is some fucking bullshit. I was in a fucking pernicious love affair. I'm entitled to be angry, goddammit. And that leads us to this moment. With Diedrich sitting before you, speaking to you, his therapist. Hoping that someone, anyone out there in podcast land can help him or get on the right track. Kick his ass back in gear. Because this isn't him. This shouldn't bother him so much. But it does. Oh, hey, y'all. What it do? Before I get to why I'm in the state of brokenness, let me properly introduce myself to you. I'm Dietrich, 
That's spelled D-I-E-T-R-I-C. But most of my friends call me Die, spelled D-I. You know, the singular of dice. Why die? Well, it started off in elementary where this little bad, wet, nasty Stephen Mildred used to run around the playground calling me Dietrich, Dietrich, Dietrich. Nah, 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 nah. Get it? Since my name is spelled D-I-E-T-R-I-C, he thought it'd be funny to emphasize the die. And then, yeah, it just stuck. Wait, can I just take a moment to tell you how fucking weird this shit is? I mean, this is a podcast, and here I am spilling my damn guts out and opening up to all you strangers. Some of you may not even be a trained therapist, but here I am just letting it all hang out looking stupid. But you know what? I'm going to milk this shit. I'm going to take my friend's advice and try this new shit out and see what y'all can do for me. I mean, admittedly, it beats sitting on some random ass couch drinking water and allowing someone I don't even know sit in front of me and tell me what's wrong with me. At least here, I don't have to see your fucking facial expressions <laughs> or feel that intense stare that my therapist used to give me. Hell, that shit used to freak me out more than the situation I was seeing her for. But let me be clear. In telling my story, it's important for all of you to know that this is my story. And in order for me to tell my story, I need to be unapologetically me. Me being an African-American professional male attempting to navigate through this complicated and unnecessarily burdensome process called life. You know, no matter how many degrees a person may have, there is no education that can properly prepare you for life's complications, such as parenthood, love, loss of love, knowing how to love yourself, being confident in who you are, understanding the complications related to sex. Like, for instance, these millennials out here and engage in a casual, random, no strings attached sex, whatever the fuck that means, and then navigating through one's sexuality. Something that everyone and their mama think they get to define for you or tell you what's right or tell you what's wrong. But even in recognizing that I also know that I'm complicated. I could be moody. I could be too straightforward. I could be a complete fucking asshole. I could be overly dramatic, but I mean, who is it? But I also have a huge heart and one that refuses to shut off once someone is allowed inside of it. I mean, I can't help that I love heart. But part of me also needs to recognize when it isn't giving me a positive return on my investment. Like, it's a big deal. Sort of like many of the deals that that guy in the White House has made or claimed to have made. But unlike him, I don't need to lie about it. Nor would I refuse to accept the fact that I don't receive my just desserts when it comes to my fucking relationships. And this complication, this inability to sometimes walk away from a bad deal is why I'm sitting here talking to you, telling you my innermost secrets, telling you my fears, talking to you about being in a state of brokenness. It's a fucking horrible feeling. It's a feeling of depletion, a de feeling of failure, a feeling of loneliness. A feeling that one can't necessarily describe. It's like while in this state you see things differently. How foolish you were not to recognize the obvious signs. How you recognize but refuse to accept that the love you thought you had was nothing but a sham. 
Yes, I know life isn't peaches and cream, as my mom used to say, but damn, why can't it at least be a little more kinder to me? Like, right now, talking to you, all I see in front of me is sadness. The sparkle I once had, that shit gone, man. Shit, it ain't coming back, like, no time soon. That spunk I once had just ain't hitting it anymore. At the end of the day, this feeling just sucks. But hey, such is life, right? Okay, okay, I get it. I haven't even answered your main question. Like, what happened, dude? Like, what's going on? And you're probably already saying this guy's a complete fucking mess. Or this guy's a loser. Well, my ex used to call me that several times. Except the bitch didn't have shit on his own but had the nerve to act like his shit didn't stink. Oh, that shit stank, all right. I'm not saying this because I'm upset. Uh-uh, not at all. It's my truth. And it's time for me to start sitting in my truth. Now, by the way, you might have caught part of my complication, that being that I'm a bisexual male, since people love their labels. And I ain't talking about like that Gucci or Louis Vuitton. Or hell, maybe it's just that I like what I like when I like it, how I like it. It is my fucking business, right? Like, what harm is it doing to you? As long as I'm not disturbing the peace, having inappropriate sexual encounters on the subway or something. It's like folks on one end of the spectrum trying to tell you that you're going to hell. And then folks on the other end of the spectrum saying that you need to come out of the closet or choose a side. Like... How stupid does that sound? Pick a side. If you could see me right now, you would notice that I'm holding both of my middle fingers up in the air because none of these fuckers know me. So they can just shut the fuck up and stay in their lanes and out of my business. Like, you don't get to judge me. You don't get to write my fucking story. You can point out some things that I'm doing wrong. Yeah, we all could do that. But you don't get to shame me for what I like or what I'm doing. Let me make this perfectly clear. If you ain't paying my bills, then stay the fuck out of my business. It's just that simple. Now, this just reminds me of all these states and people trying to tell a woman that she can or cannot have an abortion. Like yelling that abortion is morally wrong and etc. Yes, I know I'm getting off topic, but it's important for me to share this for you so you can know who I am, how I think. Like, I have my opinions on abortion, don't get me wrong. But they don't matter in my humble opinion because I'm not a woman. I don't know what it feels like to carry a child. I don't understand the emotional roller coaster they traverse when deciding if they want to keep a child or not. I say to all these people trying to regulate a woman's life, figure out your own demons, regulate your own life. It's for God to decide, not you. And that's the same thing about my life. What I want to do with my life, let me do it. If I'm not harming you, I'm not harming other individuals in the process. Like, just let me live, dude. So for anyone who believes he or she is a decider as to what is morally acceptable, what's right, I say focus on you and leave people the hell alone. I stand with women who want to have the right to choose because having choices is about having life. It's about understanding how you navigate through life and make your mark in the world. But anyway, I digress. So let me get back to my story. So 
how did I get here? What caused me to be sitting here talking to you? What caused me to be brazen enough to tell my story? I mean, why not? At this point, what the fuck do I have to lose? Maybe it will open my eyes to how stupid I was for falling for someone like that. Maybe they'll open my eyes and show me that perhaps I was not that great of a partner after all. Or was I? Hell, maybe, just maybe, I can get some healing. You know, that Ayana Van Zet type of healing. That slap in the table type of healing that would say to me, die, not on my watch. To be broken is to be vulnerable. To be broken means that you have the opportunity to be fixed. To be broken means that you get to dissect the cause of the brokenness and somehow, some way, avoid that shit from happening again. To be broken is to be me. And understanding me is why you're listening to my story. So let's get into it. It was a Sunday, literally like a week before my birthday. A week before we were scheduled to go out of town to New Orleans to celebrate my fucking birthday. I mean, I booked a hotel. I booked the plane tickets because I knew he wasn't going to try to do anything to hell. Or perhaps I knew that he never had any intentions of going in the first place. Stupid fucking bitch. Probably just wanted to go fuck around or do whatever he wanted to do. Or maybe, maybe just didn't want to be around me anymore. I don't know. Now, by the way, I know what you all are saying. He do a whole lot of cursing. Yes, I know. I do. I curse a lot. So if you're sensitive to curse words, well, I just don't think this session is for you. Nope. mm -mm, Not at all. But I will hope that you could put aside your idiosyncrasies to let a brother get this shit through. I mean, it's not that I have a small vocabulary. Not at all. I have three degrees and I'm the consummate professional. But this is my story. I get to tell it how I want to tell it. Sure, you get to make whatever judgments you want about me, about my situation, about how I handle it. But hell, you don't get to tell me how to tell my story. I'm done with people trying to tell me what to do and how to do it. This is my way of dealing with my hurt, my anger. So just let me vent my way, please, and thank you. So back to the Sunday before my birthday. I woke up in a good mood, right? I was, it was going good. Like I was going to go and make breakfast, start working on some client files that I needed to review. I mean, sure, yeah. The night before we went out, we got into a big fight, blah, 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 came home. You know, it was stupid. So I could tell though, that whatever that little fight was pissed him the fuck off. I mean, he slept in a guest room, but I just paid that shit. Like, you want to sleep in there? Peace. Bye. Because I finally realized I'm not going to chase anyone. I'm not going to be running behind you trying to see what's going on if you don't want to have a conversation with me. Man up. I mean, don't get me wrong. There was some great times with us. But when I look back and reminisce, I realized that if he were to leave I would only have memories I mean 
He never bought me anything. He never gave me anything, just straight from the heart, any of that. But if he were to leave, what would I have lost? So that Sunday came storming down the steps talking about he was going to his mother's or maybe it was his brother's. Hell if I know, because this is like the fucking 13th time that motherfucking threatened to leave or packed up and left for a week or two weeks. But, you know, this one felt different. He made a huge scene. And the whole time I was just looking at him like, you're such an asshole, dude. Like, why the fuck did I even take you back after the first, the second, the third, and the fourth time? Yeah, I know. That's part of the problem, right? But that's me. That's part of my complication. I'm always trying to see the good in people. But I think I'm coming to the realization of, fuck that. Like, not anymore. Like, you're going to have to perform a motherfucking miracle for me to even consider you as someone who I want to possibly get to know. I mean, if you ain't walking on water and if your ass ain't turning water into wine, preferably some Malbec, then you need to keep it pushing because I ain't going to be interested at all. Like, I'm getting to that point, but I don't want to get to that point because it's a conflict with who I am. Anyway, so he went down to the basement. He grabbed his old raggedy ass suitcase and stumped up the stairs. And I'm just looking at him like and shaking my head. Like, how many times do I need to deal with this shit? How many times are you going to do this same pony and dog show? Like, seriously. Like, seriously. But that's the end. Got his shit. Got in the car. Left. Sent the text message that just said, oh, I fell out of love with you. And so now I'm sitting here talking to you, feeling broken, feeling dismayed, feeling depleted. Now, I know, I know, I know you all are wondering like, okay, what the fuck happened in between? Like you, maybe you did something. What happened the night before? Like, what did you say? Was it with an attitude? Did you like walk past and push him? I know I left a lot out, but you can't get it all in this one session. First of all, I'm not going to pay you all for your services to talk about this situation in one setting. It's just going to be too much financially. But second to that, I mean, I'm kind of tired and I kind of want to go home. So I appreciate if we can stop the session now. All right, my friends out there in podcast Landia, it is time for this short to end. So until we meet again, remember here at Shorts by Peeps Creek, we would tell original stories dedicated to crime, love, triumph, and adversity. I hope that you enjoyed this short. And if you did, make sure to tell a friend, a family member, tell anyone you want to rate, subscribe, and listen. And for all you therapists out there, if you already know what's wrong with Dietrich, if you want to talk to him a little bit and give him some advice, feel free to do so by sliding into my DM on Instagram at Basaxaharp, or you can call Peeps Creek at 202-618-0043 and leave a message, or you can visit the website at PeepsCreek.com. That is P-E-E-P-S-C-R-E-E-K. 
Before I leave, I want to give a shout out to my brother for creating all of the background music that you heard on the podcast today. Crazy Drake out of Detroit, Michigan for Blazing Heat Music. Until we meet again, people, remember here at Peeps Creek, we will continue to drink, listen, converse, and create peace and love.